Welcome back to the Darting Through the Faith podcast. I'm Father Sean Wilson. With me is Julia Monin, and uh, it's great to be with you today, Julia. Really great to be with you again, Father Sean. How's What's new in your world? Oh, golly. Um, I was just telling Grace how much I love being Catholic before oh. you got up here. Just great gift the Lord gave me from the time I was a born, which what a, what a wonderful gift. I know. It's amazing. He loved you so much. It's amazing. Yeah. I really do. Tim and Darla's daughter. Right. And then at your baptism, right. his daughter. Amen. Whoa. Amen. So anyway, I was Is just there any particular reason why you're struck by how much you love being Catholic? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Anything you want to share? Yeah. So, hmm. You know, sometimes when you just, when you're, when you're a cradle Catholic and this is all you know, you almost like live in this bubble sometimes, right? Mm. You just assume everybody is Catholic. Everybody has been receiving the Lord in his body and blood. I don't know. You just live in a bubble on some way, shape, or form. And today, the Lord gave me an opportunity to get out of my bubble a little bit. Mm. And it really made me love my bubble that much oh, more. Well, that's so, nice. Anyway, God is good. Great. Praise God for bubbles. <laughs> that's the moral of the story that I got from that. Also, I really have the giggles today, so I apologize to anyone tuning in if I get off. I've had way too much coffee today, way oh, too much. Okay. We've talked about that in the past. Like, is there too much? I hit the quota You hit today. the limit, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, just, Is it too personal if I ask you what is what is the, the threshold, so to speak? Well, if it's black coffee, I don't really think there is a limit. Mm. At least I don't ever notice one personally. But if you drink coffee with a bunch of sugar in it. Oh, so it's a sugar thing, not a caffeine thing. It's a sugar thing. thing. Okay. And yeah. See, I'm all on the, I just, I like my coffee like I like my clothes. I know you do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know you do. Okay. Yeah. So anyway. (laughs) I was testing how much the giggles were present. That's really what that was about. It's not good. I shouldn't push that limit, huh? We we were chatting beforehand, Mm -hmm. not for 30 minutes like we've done in the past, just for a couple minutes. But I physically took a step back in my seat and said, I am not mentally prepared to talk about anything serious. Right. So we And then we immediately jumped into the podcast. Almost. Yeah. So. I, I, yeah. It's your fault if this goes some. Actually, it was completely premeditated. I was like, (laughs) oh, she's not ready. Perfect. (laughs) We did jump into it really quickly. Yeah. I was ready to do this. Okay. Well. What we should you, pray. That would be great. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy <clears throat> Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we give you thanks for this opportunity to reflect on your word, especially during this year of the Eucharist and year in our church dedicated to St. Joseph. We ask that you may stir in all those listening a great love for your body and blood in the Eucharist, and we ask that you may um, show us the heart of the Son, which is revealed so beautifully in the Last Supper discourses. And we entrust this time into Mary's hands and also through the intercession of St. John Paul II. We ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So as you mentioned beautifully in our prayer there, we are talking, we're back to the Last Supper discourse. I know, we were just there. We were, like two weeks ago. Right. We were John 14, right? Yeah. And now we're in John 16. Some more dope words There are some, from our Lord. Yeah, dope words. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Okay, and that's a wrap. We'll that's see you next rat. week. Yep. Enjoy those dope words. <laughs> Now, I'm sure you have something. I'm not sure I have anything more profound than that oh. to add, but I'm certain you do. So I uh, I got a new book recently. Oh, yeah. Oh. I was really 
Is this like the Mary one and John? Have you already started reading that? I I have, but I I skipped ahead to chapter 16. So I got this book um, and it's entitled, it's a commentary on John's gospel and it's called Mary's Voice and the Gospel of John. I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. And this guy wrote another one about Mark and about the memoirs of St. Peter Mm because evidently Mark, the story, not evidently, the story is that Mark was Peter's scribe. And so you get a lot of Peter's who he is in Mark's gospel. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then this guy produced another one, Ma- mm-hmm. John, Mary's Voice in John's Gospel. Boo! Blew my mind what it said about John 16. I mean... I cannot wait to hear it because as I was reading John 16 to be here, I kept thinking about, you just showed me this book last week, and I'm wondering what this book has to say. Yeah. So I, I can't wait. Take a drink of coffee, coffee. and then let it, let it spill. So, I mean... So let's let's just let's set the scene first. Okay, okay. As okay, to what's okay. happening, right? We're in John 16. Mm-hmm. This is Jesus's farewell discourse, right? He's saying goodbye to his beloved apostles. He is preparing them for the future, right? A time when they're where first of all he's going to die. And so they they can, he's got to prepare them to watch their leader, their rabbi, their teacher, their messiah die. That's kind of heavy. And then oh yeah, they're going to come for you too. So it's heavy, right? And so there's a whole lot that he's preparing uh, them for. But there's he he does this in every gospel, right? He wants to prepare them. And what this this uh, this fine scholar did was just kind of briefly contrasted the way Jesus prepares them in Mark's gospel with how he prepares them here in this chap chapter. Because in Mark's gospel, it's uh, it's kind of vicious and shocking, right? He says, brother will deliver up brother to death, and the father is child, and the children will raise up against their parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated at all for my sake, but he who endures will be saved. And then his third prediction of the passion, right? They shall mock him, spit on him, scourge him, and kill him, and on the third day they sh- shall rise. It's like, it's vicious, mm-hmm. right? Like, he, Mark is like the brutality. And of course, Peter would have witnessed that firsthand. That's not present in this one. Mm. These words are ones of consolation and strength. Mm. And his proposal is that that is Mary's voice coming through. Mm. That as they're describing all of these things, you know, and like Mary's with John as he's going through all of this. And like, she's that voice of, remember what he said there. I will not leave you orphans or remember what I told you that. And then there's this whole, like there's emotion behind this one. And we'll get to this, right. And you will weep and mourn while in this world or, or um, you, you may, it is like grief has filled your hearts. Like there's this, it's almost as if Jesus has a motherly touch. And even the analogy that he uses, right, is about a woman in childbirth. Mm. Like there's a, there's a mother's touch in here. And maybe, so there's a couple possibilities. That's, just Mary's um, voice, like Mary's like, don't forget those words, right? And she she's putting the emphasis on the consolation. Peter, on the other hand, is like, brothers, we have to withstand and persevere because Jesus said that we were going to be handed over. Mm-hmm. And Mary's like, he won't leave you orphans, right? Like there's this mother's consolation. And maybe that was how Jesus is speaking like this because that's how Mary consoled him when he was a child. And like, that's kind of a, that's a thought and a half right there. That's amazing. Yeah. Did you say who authored that? I don't think you said it. I don't know his last name. I was trying to avoid Michael <laughs> Pakaluk. Maybe well, you're welcome. P a k a l u k. Mary's voice in the gospel according to John. Free advertisement for you there, Michael. Yeah, you're welcome. Yep. Um. So I kept thinking too as I was reading this, 
about, obviously, yes, you hear that consoling, Jesus having mm-hmm. these words of consolation to to the disciples, right? That this is going to happen. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be okay. Hang in there type of a thing. And you can right. hear that. You can hear this peaceful vo- voice. But then I kept wondering, too, about the fully man side of Jesus. And perhaps these words also were at the same time consoling those at the t- at the table with him, but also consoling himself because he mm. mentions in here, you know, that you're going to leave me. All of you, you guys yeah, will all be scattered. be scattered. You're all going to be scattered, but I am not alone because the Father is with me. And it's almost like you can hear him echoing, "This is going to be really hard for me too, but yeah. God is with me. God is with me." So, to think about Christ being fully man and and having to work himself through those emotions as well. And but right. you do hear this consoling loving, gentle voice. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's even like what parents have this tendency to do, right? Like, uh, dad will say, I got to prepare him for the world. He's got to be tough. He's got to be able to take his licks, but still make it. Mm -hmm. And mom's like, but don't forget we love Mm you. You know, like there's in parents and even like dad's the one to push off into the deep end. Mm -hmm. And mom's the one to, to dry off when you've swallowed some of the pool water. Sorry. Great analogy. Really, really, that was really I'm just great. ready for summer to hit. <laughs> well, me too. It's yeah. hailing outside today. Hailing? It was wow. when I got here. Anyway. What? Oh, well, okay. Uh-oh. My, I went to like four different steps in a split second. Okay, go. First of all, hail, hail Caesar. And then I thought, wait, today's the Ides of March. Watch out. Brutus will stab you in the back. Wow. Yeah, Thank you for letting us inside your mind for that hot second. Yeah. It's slightly and scary. <laughs> I went back to the last time I saw your husband, which was this morning. Mm-hmm. And we talked about today being the Ides of March. You did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And seems about right. <laughs> he, yeah. And uh, I said I was going to bring it up to you about something with the Ides of March. But he said, I don't know if she'll get it. I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Did I you did, get all of this? I know what the Ides of March are. Okay. Well. And Brutus killed Caesar I, on the yeah. Ides of March. Okay. 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 Sure. Okay. Sure. All right. Well, back to John's gospel. <laughs> On that note. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the consoling words of our Lord, looking at it perhaps with this, this feminine sort of touch, perhaps, that John's mm-hmm. gospel gives us. Um, should, we, should we just kind of start reading through this chapter, too, you think? Sure. So chapter 16 of John's gospel begins, I have told you this so that you may not fall away. They will expel you from the synagogues. In fact, the hour is coming when everyone who kills you will think he is offering worship to God. They will do this because they have not known either the Father or me. I have told you this so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you. So things are going to get hard. People are going to come out to get you. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you this not to frighten you, but so that you're prepared and you're not surprised. When right. this happens, right? This is where things are going. Interesting that last line that you that you just said that you remember that I told you. Mm-hmm. So he also provides in this book he provides a tra- his own translation, mm-hmm. and he says that it was I who told you that there's this emphasis on like remember what I I say like don't listen to everybody else remember mm. what what I told you. It's just kind of a little interesting oh, touch that's there. Interesting. Yeah, you may remember that I told you. That it was I who told you. Now, okay. I don't know if I'm putting too much emphasis on that. <clears throat> well, let's come back to it. that because at the end of this chapter, the Lord brings this up again. And I want to make a point with that, yeah. but let's wait till we get there. So continuing in John 16, I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you. 
But now I am going to the one who sent me, and not one of you asks me, where are you going? But because I told you this, grief has filled your hearts. But I tell you the truth, it is better for you that I go. For if I do not go, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world in regard to sin and righteousness and condemnation. Sin, because they do not believe in me. Righteousness, because I am going to the Father, and you will no longer see me. Condemnation, because the ruler of this world has been condemned. Mm. I, I find it interesting in here that he says, um, that okay, so it is better for you that I go. The advocate will come, and then when he comes, he'll convict the world in regard to sin and righteousness and condemnation. Sin, because they do not believe in me. And in my handy-dandy footnotes on that i it it says um what does it say the greatest the greatest sin sorry <laughs> blah 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 that the basic sin was and is refusal to believe in jesus mm. like this is the foundation to refuse to believe in jesus to refuse to believe that he is the one who was to come right so this is the the basics of it. and again we see that play out at the end of this chapter when we we're really i'm going to really leave people in suspense when we make yeah. this point that you brought up here wow. okay so continuing you want to continue or should i continue i don't know there's so much to say i know right it's better for you that i go that's an interesting thought right and even to, to for us in our own faith like mm -hmm. it's better for us to be in the time that we are now it's better for jesus has, to have ascended into heaven than it is for him to still be here now. Mm -hmm. Because when Jesus was walking this earth, he could only be present to whoever was watching him at that time. And right now, Jesus is present to all of us through the sacraments. Mm -hmm. So part of Jesus' ascension into heaven is so that the ad, through the power of the Holy Spirit, he can be present everywhere. And that's the, there's, so there's, the, like, there's this kind of dialogue that's kind of cool between heaven and earth, that as the, as the sun rises... To, ascends into heaven, the Holy Spirit comes down. It's, you know, it's like mm -hmm. this interplay between heaven and earth. I don't know, just, mm -hmm. just that Eucharistic theme that he's, he, he's leaving so that he can be present in every tabernacle in the world. That's pretty awesome. It is. Thanks for leaving, Jesus. Thanks for not. Thanks for, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for going. Yeah. So that you could stick around everywhere forever. Forever. Or until you come again. Oh, <laughs> Nice. Uh -huh, that sounds uh -huh. super biblical. <clears throat> Continuing with verse 12. I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. How much true is that? I I live yeah. by that. Like if I had only known mm -hmm. what I know now, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't bear it. But don't you see his gentleness in this? Oh, yeah. Like, he, like, and like you mentioned at the beginning, almost this, this motherly gentleness. Like I, there's so much more. Yeah. But little bit at a time, right? right? Whereas dad wants to say, oh, you you ain't seen nothing yet. And <laughs> mom's like, honey, he doesn't need mm -hmm. to know all that yet. Right, right, right. There's plenty of time. There's plenty of time. There's plenty of time. You know, he's still in diapers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, think my parents listen. If so, <laughs> they might have some questions about how I view my childhood. I don't know. I think they do. I talked to Mama Wilson and she seemed to give me the impression that she does watch, but oh, maybe no. I'm... Didn't oh. hear her right. Uh, hi, mom. <laughs> All right. I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears and will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. 
Everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I told you that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Well, that's really, I mean, there's a whole lot interesting there. We get the whole Trinitarian interplay, Mm -hmm. right? The Father, Jesus speaking, and then talking about the spirit of truth that will come. And the spirit of truth is God himself, right? God, the Holy Spirit is God is a third person of God, but even the Holy Spirit doesn't speak on his own accord, right? He only speaks what he hears from the Son, and in this interplay of dialogue of love between the between the three of them. But if the Holy Spirit doesn't say what is just his own, whatever he's come up with, mm-hmm. how much true that is for us, right? That we should just not speak on our own accord and whatever we think is right, but we should actually listen listen to to God. So that's kind of humbling to think the Holy Spirit doesn't even come up with it himself. That is incredibly humbling. Great point. Yeah. Great point. Thanks. I want to write that down. Keep your mouth shut. Mm. <laughs> okay. Moving on. That's nice. <laughs> that, that's what I was trying to hint at. No, like, but... Shut up, Julia. Mm, okay. That, that was a little hard. This has been coming up a lot in my life, this this like bridling your tongue and, and learning how to control the tongue and and how important that really is. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know which saint quoted that, but something to the effect of um, no one is has more right to speak than the one who is able to refrain from speaking Mm. something like that i'm kind of butchering it but that's the gist no one has more of a right to speak than the one who knows how not to speak yeah this idea that we need to learn how to hold our tongues one of the uh, biographers of saint dominic said that he only spoke to god or about god Mm. that's pretty cool that is pretty cool yeah hmm Okay. Cannot relate. Yeah. yeah. I'm, as I'm recalling the conversations we've had before we hit record. Yeah. Like every time we're here. Yeah. Exactly. Are chimichangas, do chimichangas have anything to do with God? Because that's uh, what we are talking about before today. Well, um, we were talking about a liturgical element of chimichangas. Okay. More on that later. Or no, not. Or not or ever. Not. Definitely not. <laughs> okay. A little while and you will no longer see me. And again, a little while later and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, what does this mean that he is saying to us? A little while and you will not see me. And again, a little while and you will see me. And because I am going to the Father. So they said, what is this little while of which he speaks? We do not know what he means. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him. So he said to them, are you discussing with one another what I said? A little while and you will not see me. And again, a little while and you will see me. Amen, amen, I say to you. You will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will become joy. We'll stop right there. So there again, we see these consoling words, right? Like the disciples are questioning Jesus. Yeah. This whole phrase of a little while, like they Mm -hmm. mention it three times. Mm -hmm. Like he says a little while and they're like, what's he talking about Mm -hmm. a little while? And he says, do you know what I'm talking about when I say Mm -hmm. a little while? Mm Mm-hmm. So imagine this, imagine this, they're sitting at the, just the human element of the disciples. They've walked with this Lord now for years. They're his closest friends, his closest companions. Compadres. Compadres. <laughs> Thank you. And he, they're sitting at this table and here he is pouring his heart out to them. His final, his final day here on mm-hmm. earth, right? He's getting ready to suffer this brutal death, this brutal crucifixion. He's pouring his heart. And they're big, they're, like he's talking as he's talking to them all. They're bickering amongst themselves. What does he mean by that? What does yeah. he mean? What does he mean by a little while? Hey, Peter, you know what that means? They're just trying to figure it out. You <laughs> yeah, know, like right, right. I can almost empathize. It's like you ever been in class, and it's been a while since I've been in school. But like the professor be going on, like, what are they talking about? 
don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm imagining this yeah. scene is like. Like, and so yeah. Jesus, of course, catches Somebody on to that, that people are passing notes during his right. big speech, right? right? And he and he calls them out. Are you discussing what I have said? And then he kind of turns the table, redirects their attention. You but will he have doesn't grief. answer clear. No. He just says, yeah, it, it, it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And, and like, that's some mercy right there. It's like, okay, you're not going to be able to intellectually wrap your head around this, but know when you feel the pain and when you feel the sorrow, your pain will become joy or your grief will become joy. And that's what a nugget to, yeah. to chew on, right? But your pain, your sorrow will become joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one that we can, you know, try to live with. And this goes back to like what I was saying earlier about like Jesus act like consoling himself during this time too, because certainly his heart would have been crushed that we are going through this grief as well. Mm. And it is, he mourns with us sure. when we mourn. And so thinking about how, how much this is going to crush us as his disciples, him going through this death and reminding him us of that and himself of that, your grief will become joy. My grief will become joy. Like we're in this together type of thing. But I do like to look at this because he doesn't answer that question. Right. And it is it is kind of like you are intellectually trying to have clarity on this. And this isn't what I'm asking you. Yeah. Shh, refocus right. on what's what's happening here. Right. You're about to enter into this moment of grief. The Lord continues when a woman is in labor, she is in anguish because her hour has arrived. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the pain because of her joy that a child has been born into the world. How true is that? As one who's never given birth, there is there. There's glimpses of truth. Um, it's worth it. Yeah, <laughs> you come to understand the pain is worth it. Okay, but I don't know that you forget it. At least right. I haven't. <laughs> so I don't forget that I was in anguish. Let's okay. put it that way. I remember talking about that like uh, last year when my sister, one of them mentioned that. Aren't you supposed to forget that after you have the baby? Like, well, I never did. So I don't know. So it is what it is. I'm not calling the Lord a liar. I'm just saying I think there was more to what he was saying there. Right, right. That's not the point he was making. (laughs) That's not the point he was making. You'd never remember the pain of childbirth. Right. Right. But it's you realize it's worth it. Mm-hmm. it re, you realize that a greater good became of it. And so you're willing to go through that. And many women do multiple, right? times, multiple times over and over and over right? again. And that joy. Yeah. That the joy that comes from the birth uh, of what comes forth from the pain. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the way to put it because mm-hmm. Jesus is, is not specifically talking about childbirth. He's mm-hmm. using it as an analogy for our entire lives. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that when we're going through the cross and when we're going through the suffering and maybe just to tie this back to the Eucharist, that's why we bring all of this stuff to the Eucharist. We bring it up to the cross of the Lord so that <clears throat> he can transform it mm-hmm. because we can't do that on our own, right? On just a natural level that our pain, our sorrow is all of a sudden going to bring joy, but that's actually what the cross of Jesus brings when we surrender our pains to him, especially at mass. That's where, that's where, you know, the cross is represented to us. Mm-hmm. So surrender it there. That's awesome. That's awesome. <clears throat> okay. So you also are now in anguish, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. On that day, you will not question me about anything. Amen, amen, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have not asked anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, so that your joy may be complete. Okay, this John sixteen twenty three. On that day... You will not question me about anything. 
So remember what we talked about at the beginning with, um, I have told you this. Remember mm-hmm. that I said it. Don't right. worry about what other people have said. This is what I'm telling you. Now we're hearing this, uh, just a hint of this again, kind of a follow-up to that. At the, On this day, you will, you'll stop asking me these silly questions. <laughs> like your intellect, you'll stop trying to think you can figure me out with your mind. Right. Almost kind of. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we, we get more of this in in the in the verses to come, but that one really that this idea this theme really stuck with me. On that day, you will not question me about anything. Remember, they're kind of they're asking these questions. The Lord is delivering this discourse. They're asking these questions. What does He actually mean? But they're trying to figure it out through their minds, and it's like Jesus is keeping calling them back. This isn't what this is about, <laughs> right? And you think you know? I maybe you've heard people say like you know if. I get to heaven, I got a lot of questions for Jesus. Oh. And and you can understand that, right? Because mm-hmm. maybe bad things happen, suffering happens, and they want some sort of explanation. But maybe that's a sign that we're missing the point, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we've if we've made it to that day, you will not pose any question because you will see the fullness of mm-hmm. God, right? On that mm-hmm. day. And you'll realize that Christ has this power to be victorious in suffering and in death. And and so to, to, to like he like you say, he recenters it on his person, right? Not about your questions, not about the issues you might have or whatever we need to to bring to him, but um, but he centers it like just to look at me, you know, mm-hmm. behold the face of God, mm-hmm. and and that'll be an let us. And that was oh shoot, that was Philip earlier in John's gospel. Let us see the Father, and that will be enough for us. That was, we talked about mm-hmm. that. That was John fourteen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. what did, what was Jesus's response to that? Uh, do you not know that I've been with you? Looking I, at it. <laughs> <laughs> I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Right. Fill up. Right. Get it together, man. Right. <laughs> okay. So continuing with verse 25, I have told you this in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but I will tell you clearly about the Father. On that day, you will ask in my name, and I do not tell you that I will ask the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have come to believe that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world. Now I am leaving the world. I'm going back to the Father. His disciples said, now you are talking plainly and not in any figure of speech. Now we realize that you know everything and that you do not need to have anyone question you. Because of this, we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them. Do you believe now? Behold, the hour is coming and has arrived when each of you will be scattered to his own home and you will leave me alone. But I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you this so that you might have peace in me. In the world you will have trouble, but take courage. I have conquered the world. Mm. Again, the disciples seem to like call out to Jesus. Oh, finally, you're you're yeah. speaking clearly. And we got it. We totally get it now. We're on the same page. It's all good. Totally mm-hmm. understand. We know you are who you say you are. This cleared everything up. Right. Thanks for the discourse, Jesus. Uh-huh. And then Jesus's words. Do you believe now? Right. Mm. See, the translation here, it's not actually a question, which oh. is interesting. Yeah, what right is it? now you believe. Look, oh. an hour is coming when you'll be scattered. Like right now... You're with it. You believe. Let's give it a few hours and see what happens. Mm, that's that's and which mm. which is really interesting for us because right we have those moments in our life where yeah I get it mm. I'm with Jesus I mm. believe and he's like great just hang on a few moments things might change for you mm-hmm. um, and so 
it's like that invitation to deal with the fact when we scatter, mm-hmm. right? Like how do we how do we live with ourselves when we 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 peter it, right? And we uh, we we Is that peter where that out. Expression comes from peter out. Wow, I never knew that. Neither did I. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's etymologically correct, but sweet word. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you. I don't know what it means. Etymological. You means are not like, speaking clearly. You are speaking <laughs> in words I do not understand. Will there ever come a time where you will speak? That's <laughs> clever. Thank That's you. real good. And thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so there will be a time when we are like Peter. We're like the other apostles, save John, that scatter. And so, how do we deal with that? And you know, we so to, to not have so much pride that we believe because we are one. We are one big request from God from refusing him, right? Mm-hmm. Asking you, we couldn't possibly give me that or give that up. And okay, our pride goes. But then he says, be of good cheer, right? Take comfort. That's the other, one of the <clears> other <throat> uh, um, translations of that end there. Be confident or take courage is be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I love it. And I love that chapter 16 sort of began on that note and then ends on that note as well. Mm. It begins, I have told you this so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you this. Like you remember, this is why I'm telling you. I'm not telling you to freak you out. I'm not telling you to frighten you. I'm telling you because things are going to get rough right? and I need you to keep your eyes focused on me. And then again, we get this beautiful discourse from him and then it ends on that same note. I have told you this so that you might have peace in me. Right. right, Not in the world, not in what's going on, in me. In the world, you will have trouble, but take courage. I have conquered the world. And even the way he describes, like this might get back to like the, the motherly kind of compassion. The way he describes his no longer being present is that he's going back to the father. It's not, I'm going to be spit upon, mocked and crucified. Mm-hmm. Right. It, 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 and that's kind of how John's gospel is. It's this, the fa- the son comes from the father and he's going to return back. So there's a whole lot of like John's theology just sprinkled in here. But, um, but it is that it's not as, uh, it's not as harsh, mm-hmm. you know, as violent. Mm-hmm. So that mm. might be the motherly aspect. I like, love that. Yeah. Like we don't need to watch Saving Private Ryan. It's too much, you know? Like <laughs> I can't watch I, some movies like I, that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Even the dark even some of the Batman movies are too dark for me. So the filming in that is really dark. Mm. I mean, yeah, and the Joker just wants to watch the world burn. You know, the Joker the Joker, okay, Bane. The character Bane? Uh uh-uh. uh. Really? Don't like it. Uh-uh. Really? Mm-mm. Something about his voice. Uh-uh. Yeah. Anyway. Did you did you watch the new Joker movie? Like with Joaquin Phoenix? No. Whoa. Did you, Grace? We'll talk after this. No, is it dark? Uh it we'll talk after this. Okay. Let's start let's let's Okay. Let's, let's tie this into the year of the Eucharist. Okay, please do that. Okay. Well, this happens at the Last Supper, <laughs> uh-huh. so that's part of it. Uh-huh. And so I think we have to have that place when we're at Mass, right? Of of just kind of it provides the setting of Jesus' whole return to the Father is part of what's happening at Mass, right? And it's that offering that happens as the Son offers himself to the Father. And that's what's happening here, right? He's offering himself to the Father, but he's preparing his disciples for that. And that's kind of the, the double direction that Jesus goes at Mass. And one, it's himself directed back to the Father— but also it's to his people like, hey, be take courage. I've overcome the world. Or, or you know, you'll, you're going to scatter, but hang on. I'm coming back for you. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit's coming to teach you all these things. So mm-hmm. like that whole 
everything that he's talking about here is part of the context that mass happens and it's part of the bigger picture, right? It's not just, you know, it's not just, well, what liturgical color? Oh, father's wearing pink today. What does that mean? Like those surface level things are, are great and there's great meaning there, but the bigger picture of what's happening at mass is, um, is here before us in this gospel and it's mind blowing. And if you try to keep it all in there at once, you just get lost, which mm-hmm. is fine, you know, get mm-hmm. lost in it. Mm-hmm. So there you That's good stuff. Well, and yeah. to remember too, like, cause as we pointed out in this, like the intellectual side of things, like there's so much of this that we can't, our minds aren't capable of grasping this. Right. And, and Jesus reminds us over and over again, that's not the point, right? That's not the point of all of this. And two, to even think about, um, what, what we've been talking about this whole time, this, this faith, like it's one thing to say that we believe in the Lord and yes, we, we believe in all of his promises. And, and it's another thing when life takes a turn, we weren't expecting to remain faithful. And I really think that's the theme we're getting from this, from the Lord, like life's about to take a turn. That's going to shake each and every one of you. What are you going to do about it? Never stop going to mass. Yes. And our lives, our lives are not about feel good feelings and mountaintop experiences. Although certainly the Lord gives us that from time to time because he knows we need them and we need that consolation, just like he's consoling the disciples at this last supper. But our lives are about faithfulness and faithfulness is faithfulness at the foot of the cross as well. So no matter where life takes you, keep your eyes focused on him and remain faithful. Right. And take courage. He's conquered the world. That's right. Amen. Hmm. We ready to cross this off, throw a dart? I'm ready. I'm ready. I can't wait to hear about these movies I've missed out on. No, I'm certain I'm not watching that one. I've seen previews and mm -mm, no, mm -mm, nope, nope, nope. Good job. What, uh, where are we going? Let's go there. Favorite saint quotes. Gosh, I have no clue where this is going to go. Yeah, I'm like, where, where are we going with that? I have not the slightest clue. You don't have like a list of favorite saint quotes for us to... Uh, not that I think. Maybe I'll have to search. Maybe I found some. Hmm. Well, more on that in more a week. More on that next week. <laughs> Stay tuned here Stay darting tuned through the faith. as we figure that out. Because yeah. <laughs> I could go all day with favorite saint quotes, but right. I assume they have some sort of... You want some sort of theme with I them. I would think Eucharistic. Eucharistic theme, favorite yeah. saint quotes. Okay. Maybe... maybe why don't we do this? Find like top 10 mm-hmm. favorite saint quotes. Mm-hmm. Each of us, that's our homework mm-hmm. for next week mm-hmm. about the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Does that seem reasonable? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Can they come from the same person? No, I'm kidding. They could. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. How, how about this? So I think 20 would be about decent. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do seven? I'll do seven. <gasps> Grace, you want to get seven too? Great. Okay. She said yes. Okay. Is that 27 plus 7? Okay. Listen, I'm not great at math. I just didn't think it didn't feel right to me, but I wanted to make sure that I wasn't missing something. It's 21. You should pray. (laughs) Okay, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, you tell us that in the world we will have trouble, but to take courage because you have conquered the world. We thank you for sending your Holy Spirit upon us and for giving us courage and zeal and faith, especially in the times at the foot of the cross. We ask that you continue to draw us into the depths of your love and mercy as we continue to make our walks with you. We ask that you strengthen our faith, that you fill us with zeal and fortitude, and that you draw us all into your Eucharistic presence at the altar. 
For you are Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.